Any green, any green thumbs in the house? Any green thumbs online? You know what I mean? You know, people who are like great at horticulture, love planting things, growing things. Where are you? Hands up, hands up. Yes, I'm jealous of you, 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 and you and anybody online because I do not have a green thumb. Uh, farming is not in my, uh, in my DNA. And then I met Jane and discovered that her family are farmers. And uh, we met on the Gold Coast. Her family all lived out in the middle of Queensland. They have uh, properties out there, mainly sheep and cattle. But so we decided it would be important for me to go and meet them so that I could get to know them, so I could ask Jane's dad if I could marry her. So uh, we're going to go and spend two weeks, get to know them, you know, and then I'd, I'd pop the question. And so we get out there and they decide that they're going to teach the city boy a thing or two and they're going to give me every rotten, hard farming job that there is. They make me open gates that haven't been opened like for 100 years. It's just, it's just not a good experience. And I am exhausted, like I am worn out. After a week, I think, I, actually no point waiting two weeks to get to know them, I'll be dead. No point, no point. I'll ask now. And so I did and it, and it worked. You know, they stopped putting me through the tough stuff. And, and we, we, we have a great relationship today. They're wonderful people. But farming is not for me. The thought of harvest is not in my DNA, but it is uh, a significant part of the day of Pentecost. It's the day of Pentecost today. And this is such a significant day in the life of the church. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Pentecost was one of the feasts of Israel. And another name for it was the Feast of Harvest. It was celebrating the beginning of the new harvest, the first fruits of the new harvest. And uh, also Pentecost means 50. So it was 50 days after the Feast of Passover. You know, the Passover is when the time when Jesus was crucified. Four days later, he rose again. And then for the next 40 days, he appears to his disciples, up to about 500 of them. And, uh, and then he says to them, Wait in Jerusalem because a great thing is about to happen. You're going to receive a gift from Father in heaven. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. He said, John baptized with water, but the Holy Spirit is going to come. You're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Baptize. The Greek word in, that, in the original language is baptizo. And it was taken from the textile industry where they would take a piece of raw cloth and soak it in a vat of dye and saturate it until the dye got into every fiber of that fabric. That's baptizo. And Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem because you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. You're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, saturated, soaked. The Holy Spirit is going to get into every fiber of your being. And that is exactly what happened. Then in Acts 1.8, it's recorded, Jesus said to them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Oh, wow, this is a, this is a miracle. We're in a series called the May, the, the uh, called Made for Miracles. Are you enjoying this, this series? Uh, I hope it's bringing just faith and into your life. And uh, today we want to talk about the miracle of Pentecost. And truly, this is a miracle because what we just read about Jesus saying to his disciples, his first disciples, is true still for us today that the Holy Spirit will come. We will be baptized in the Holy Spirit, saturated in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Think about it. This is absolutely remarkable. This sets Christianity apart from every, every other faith on the planet because here is God saying, I'm coming to dwell in you. I am coming to fill you. It's not a God who just says, well, if you come and you believe in me, that's really great. And now I'm going to give you a, a list of things to do. I'm going to give you a list of, list of standards to keep. I want you to do all of these things and good luck with that. Because I think most of us would know that wouldn't work. Because even if we try our hardest, we still can't live up to those sorts of standards. Here is God saying, not only will I come and, and, and grant you salvation and grant you forgiveness of sins, but I'm coming to fill you with my own presence to empower you to live for me. And that is incredible. And somebody, I hope, is going to get excited about that, that this is what God offers to us and Pentecost is a reminder of this incredible miracle. God comes to dwell in us. He is not just around us, not just for us. That's fantastic. But He's actually come to be in us. Isn't that brilliant? And it goes even further that this God who comes to dwell in us says, and I'm here to empower you to live for me and to empower you to be my witness. You know, a witness in a court of law, of course, just tells the story of what has happened, what they have seen happen. And, and so God says, I'm going to empower you in the world to, to live for me. And that's great because then we represent Him well in the world. That's being a witness for Him. And also just to speak to others of what God has done in your life, not in our own capacity, not in our own strength, but in the strength of God. Jesus said to His disciples, this Holy Spirit who I'm going to give you is going to fill you. This Spirit is going to do so many things. It's going to comfort you when you need comfort. Going to help you. He's the helper. He's to help you in all things. He's going to be there to teach you. He's going to be there to guide you. He's going to be there to lead you. He's going to give you gifts. And as you allow Him to fill you and saturate your life, there's going to be fruit that comes out of that. You're going to bear fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. And who, who, who needs the fruit of the Spirit? Perhaps online there you might say, yeah, I could do more with more love because that's the fruit of the Spirit. Joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Oh, I need some more of that. I need some self-control. I need some more of, I need some more of all the fruit of the Spirit. If my wife was here today, and I think she's listening to me online. Hi, honey. If that's true, then she would tell you, Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so grateful that the Holy Spirit comes and fills. Oh, yeah. You know, we live in a, in a society where perhaps people, there's, there's a, a, I think, I think I've never seen it more in my whole life where, where people are like, Oh, you just got to love me as I am. Just exactly like this. You know, and, uh, you know, I am so beautiful to me. You know, no, you're not. Well, you might be to you, but not to us. You know, hey, we, I, we need the Holy Spirit to fill us, give us those gifts. And, those, and uh, this is the miracle of Pentecost. And He comes and He floods our lives and saturates our lives with His presence. I want to take you just quickly in a few moments through a pattern that uh, we see that releases the miracle power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to go right through these, these, these four amazing events. Some of those important things that happened right back at the start. Here's Genesis 1-3. I want you to see if you can see the pattern in these scriptures. Look at this, Genesis 1, right at the start of creation. It says this, 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And then God goes on to say and to proclaim and 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 creation comes into being. Can you see a pattern? I've highlighted some words there for you, perhaps to, to help. We see this, the word hovering, it's actually the same word used as of a hen that flutters and hovers over incubating the eggs. And, and so they come forth. It's, uh, and here's the picture of at, the, at this moment of creation. Here's the Holy Spirit hovering and God speaking. There's a spoken word and the hovering, incubating Holy Spirit. Haven't got time to do on it, so we're going to go right to the next one. The next most important event in history, it's the, in, the, uh, the incarnation, the coming of Jesus Christ into the world. And this time it's an angel coming to Mary and it's in Luke uh, chapter 1. It said, the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be this called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will fail. Here's the angel declaring God's word to Mary, and we see the overshadowing. It's the same picture. The Holy Spirit comes to overshadow, and Jesus is conceived. Next one. It's when Jesus we're about to see. So we've seen the birth of the world. We've seen the birth of Jesus. We're coming to the birth of Jesus' ministry when He's about to launch His ministry into the world, which is going to culminate in Calvary and then in Pentecost. And this is what it says. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as He was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on Him in bodily form like a dove, not a dove, like a dove, And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. Again, the same picture. We have the spoken word of God and we have this hovering, incubating Holy Spirit coming. You imagine those describing it like John just trying to describe this. It's not actually a dove, but he's trying to describe what they're they're seeing and what they're sensing and what they're hearing. This fluttering, this this wind of, of the Spirit coming and descending. Are you seeing a picture here? The Word and the incubating presence, hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. And, we, and there's another ingredient in this. We see Mary, the, the next thing she said when the angel spoke was, Be it unto me according to your Word. It's like she's saying, I'm in. I'm in. Whatever you say, I will do. Jesus, the Word came. You are my Son who I love. Jesus who only did what He saw His Father do. He, what he only said what his, He saw to say. It's obedience obedience, the obedient act. And so we see this pattern in this picture. And now we come to Pentecost. Are you ready? Here it is again. When the day, this is Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind. I think the Holy Spirit got super excited on this day. It's the wind of the Spirit. He comes Suddenly the violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. What another, here we go. This pattern is being repeated. 
The God has spoken the word through Jesus that you will receive power. Wait, and it's coming. And on that day of Pentecost, we see the Spirit comes and descends and that hovering, incubating Spirit. And this time the church is birthed. What needs to be birthed in your life? What is it that God wants to do? What's the miracle? This is a, this is a wonderful pattern for each one of us that uh, we bring the Word of the Lord and we, and we bring it into the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit and we act in, whatever, in obedience to whatever God is saying. And then God comes and does a great miracle. And on that day we read that, that, that not only that, but the Holy Spirit came and filled them and they all spoke in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Well, if you've never heard of speaking in tongues, speaking in a language that you haven't naturally learned, that may sound a little bit weird. But, you know, I, I, uh, I heard this, um, this survey was done and found that one in every three people are weird. Yeah, yeah. So I want you, particularly if you're sitting here this morning, look at the person on the left, look at the person on the right. If they look normal, well, what's that saying about you? Um, I actually just made that up. Uh, that's not true, but but look, uh, it's possible that that you know this this does sound a little bit unusual, and you know, I know for me when that first time when I had that experience of that absolute baptism, that saturation of the Spirit, I can still remember it vividly. It was many years ago, and there's that moment when oh, these words sort of started to bubble up, and and I'd never learnt them. These these are unusual, and 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 they're in my mind, and they're coming up from within me, and and I I thought, well, here goes. I'm just going to speak it out, and as I spoke out those first, that first sort of word, then the next one came, and the next one came, and and again, Jesus in John seven described that this spirit would be like a river of living water that flows from within, and I I, I felt this river starting to flow from within and what was a little weird just for the first moment turned into the most glorious and fabulous experience as God filled me and saturated my life with His presence. And I'm so grateful that every day I get to come now into the presence of God and say, come again, Holy Spirit. I want you today. I need you today, Holy Spirit. Come and be my comforter. Come and be my guide. Come and be my leader. Come and show me what to do. Come and speak to me and guide me. And as I walk in obedience and as I continue in the Word to declare God's Word over the situation in my life in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, uh, God comes and does amazing things. Two, 15 years ago, my wife uh, was found to have breast cancer and thank God that was dealt with and, and she had all clear for 15 years. And two weeks ago, it was found that that had come again and she has an operation this coming Thursday. And uh, do you know what we've been doing for two weeks? I'll tell you what we've been doing. We've been bringing the Word of the Lord. In the Word, we, we, it says that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. We're going to take communion in a few moments and remember that Word again. And we've been declaring and we've been speaking in tongues and bringing the presence of the Spirit, allowing the Spirit of God to come. Every opportunity we have to come and hover over her. And we're believing and, and just acting whatever obedience. And I don't mind whether that miracle comes through a surgeon or that miracle comes just through the work of God, whatever it comes. But we're believing for God to do a miracle in Jane's life. And I wonder what the miracle is in your life. You know, Jane that comes from a family that doesn't know, um, doesn't come from a church background or anything like that. And she just came to God in a miracle way herself. And so we keep praying and believing for her family. Uh, Jesus said that this, this, 
outpouring the Spirit would be for harvest, would be so we could be witnesses. And so we're believing in Jane's family and what a delight it was the day that uh, her sister came to visit from out west and came and, and came with us to church on a Sunday and I was preaching that day and, and as I said, would you like to receive Jesus into your life? And I looked and she raised her hand and said, I want to do that. And that was just a wonderful answer to prayer. That's a miracle from the Spirit. And then uh, her, one of Jane's nieces, one of her brother's uh, daughters, she came along to church, came and did Alpha. Alpha, if you don't know about it, just a wonderful uh, course you can invite people to. We have a meal, we have a chat, and, and God just does wonderful things in people's lives over a number of years, uh, a number of weeks, I should say. And, um, you know, about 600,000 Aussies have done Alpha. We, we're just really seeing God use that as a great tool of harvest. And there may be somebody in your life and you're saying, I I'd love to see them come to, to faith and perhaps they're part of your family. I want, I want to encourage you, bring the Word of God and declare the Word of God. You know, I love, love to declare Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Bring God's Word. He loves us to remind Him of His Word and bring it in the presence, that hovering creative power of the Holy Spirit and believe. And then, then we also have to act in obedience. It could be that God encourages you to speak a word of encouragement or a word of invitation to something that may be like Alpha or to church or, or an act of kindness. And as we do that, we're believing that miracles will happen. The miracle of Pentecost isn't just something that happened 2,000 years ago. It's still happening today because the Holy Spirit Spirit, that same Holy Spirit is with us today. Anybody excited about that? I hope you are.